So one of the things that we, we value as a church is that we value God's word, his written word. Um, yeah, like, here's a few Bibles that I've brought with me to help me as I speak to you, so I'll be using those. But it, they're, they're, it's not on the shelf, oh, how precious. It's in the mind, in the heart, transforming. The only way this is going to do you any good or me any good is if we get it into us. And so that's, that's one way, and I'll talk about that in a minute, but the other way is just knowing, and as we journey, we hear the voice of the Lord. We recognise it by faith. God is speaking. And so we want to be a prophetic community. Well, that means to hear God and to speak it out. To hear God and speak out. I feel like God's saying this, Father's saying this. And so, um, Anthony was, uh, was praying, I think it was back in the end of the year, just at the very end of last year. And uh, he shared, uh, well, he shared more with me, but he shared this is a bit of the word that it really got to me. Um, this year, you need to ensure that your roots are strong. This year you need to ensure that your roots are strong. This year, you need to ensure your roots are strong. I need to ensure that my roots are strong. That's what I need to do. I need to ensure that my roots are strong. Do you know what you need to do? You need to ensure that your roots are strong. Now, roots are really, really important. Really important for a plant. So you might not even know you've got roots, but we'll come on to that in a minute. But plants, we know plants have got roots, yes? yes? Roots. And so the most important job for a root to do is to take the water and the nutrients from the soil so that the plant can grow. The plant can develop, it can mature. Roots, so that's their primary function. Roots are also... Uh, a source of anchor or support. Anchor and support. You feel safe. Something, a wind isn't going to come and blow you over. A little animal's not going to come and knock you over because you're safe, because you've got strong roots. So any buffeting that might come away, if you've got strong roots, you'll be okay. Roots also help the plant survive. So when there is... Uh, too little uh, rain and that, and the, the, the roots, I don't know how they do this, amazing, the roots are able to store up food and nutrients and good things. So even though it might be going through a dry time, the roots are there, they can, they've got the goodness in them. So the plant's all right. And, and I found this out as well. And I'm, so you can check this out yourself because it sounds too amazing to me. But also, the, the roots, if there's too much water, the roots can stop the transportation of too much water getting into the plant and, I don't know, making it sick. Powerful. I mean, roots are amazing. God is an amazing creator. Now, I'm not here to talk to you about plants today. I'm not a biologist. I know nothing. But roots are really important. And so the Bible speaks about those people who believe in Jesus, who are his disciples, or another word, apprentice. We were talking about apprenticeship the other day. Oh, it's Harvey. Being an apprenticeship, or being on the apprentice for the tools. 
You know, I want to learn my trade. Well, we learn how to do life well from Jesus. So if we're an apprentice of Jesus or a disciple of Jesus, what it is, it's like, I want to learn how to live life your way. I want to do life your way. I want to learn from you, put it into practice, and live it out. So the, the apprentice of Jesus has got roots. So we need to ensure that our roots are strong. Okay. So, roots are strong when they are in good soil. Okay? Good soil. And so, Jesus tells a parable, uh, it's uh, the parable of the sower, where a farmer goes along and sows some seed. The seed is representing God's word. And some of the seed hits a pathway and it bounces up and the birds of the air snatch it out. And Jesus says, that is representing Satan, the devil, robbing you of the seed of God's word. It just bounces off. Then there's some seed that falls on rocky soil. So the soil is there, but it's very shallow. And so the roots go in it, but as soon as the sun comes up, the scorching heat, there isn't enough root. So Jesus is saying, so when trouble, when persecution, when hardship, when difficult things come away, you'll fall away quickly because your roots aren't strong. Then there was some seed, God's word sown, in a, a thorny soil. So there was soil, it could, it could grow up, but the thorns, the thorns choke the plant. It says the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, the desiring for other things choke out God's word. So your roots aren't strong and you get choked, you get the life choked out of you. So you can get bouncing off, scorching sun, choking, and therefore that, that word that's been sown doesn't produce any fruit. It doesn't produce any fruit because it can't get any root. When you're rooted, you will be fruited. <laughs> so the root, the soil that is put, or the, the seed that is put in good soil, it says, will produce a crop will produce a crop, will produce fruit, a multiplication of growth. That is what a seed, God's word, given faith, believing it, tucking it, causes roots to grow and to be strong so that you can withstand the schemes of evil. You can um, withstand trouble, persecution, hardship, difficult times, things you don't understand. You can endure and press on through the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth, all the distractions and the desires. So, where are your roots? What soil are your roots in? Jesus wants us to be fruitful. And if we are rooted in Jesus, that is, if we've got this connection, this relationship with Jesus, the living word made flesh, then our roots in him, our connection to him, like I've got to keep you awake somehow, haven't I? 
you know, our root, our connection, our togetherness with him, if, we, if we're remaining in him, like, we'll be all right. But if we're not, if we don't remain and stay, we're not all right. It won't grow. God wants us to be fruitful. God wants you to be fruitful. God wants me to be fruitful. You can set out of yourself. God, you want me to produce good fruit. Fruit that lasts. That's what he wants. And so there's this godly character that when we're in relationship with Jesus, with Holy Spirit, with Father God, we will produce a good character. The Holy Spirit in us, Galatians 5, 22, 23 says that the fruit of the Spirit, so that relationship with the Spirit of God is like good soil that causes the roots to grow and what is produced is, by the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now, would you like to meet people who are like that? Would you like to be on the end of people that are behaving and living like that? Or do you want to be people with people that are unloving, unfaithful, miserable as sin? Absolutely no peace in their life. Completely impatient, unkind, bad, totally unfaithful to you, really rough and horrible, and they've got no self-control. Who do you want to spend time with? Who's going to do you good? Well, the people of God with roots in Jesus are going to produce this kind of fruit. That's how it works. So that we get changed inside and produce a godly character as we cooperate in that relationship. God wants us to be fruitful. God wants us to be playing our part. So he doesn't just want us to be a godly character person. He wants us to be in godly action. Godly act, to live out and work out and do the things that he's made us to do that produce fruit that glorifies God. So by our lives, by, by the, the calibre of our character, but also by the good works we do. We are not saved by good works. We're not rescued by good works. We're not earning God's love. We're not earning his, his saving. Like, I'm hanging off a cliff, God, help me. Well, if you could just go up and do the washing up first and do this and that, then I'll save you. No, he rescues us. We are saved by God's grace, the gift of God, not by works, right? We're not earning it. So the grace of God is opposed to earning, but it's not opposed to working. Because God wants us to be like Jesus, who did good things to others, who welcomed others and forgave others and blessed others and ate with others. He did life with people. That's what God wants us to do. So, he says this in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. So then... Just as you've received Christ Jesus as Lord. Who, who is saying, yeah, I believe Jesus is Lord of my life. I've made him Lord of my life. Well, that's, that's good and that's great, but it goes on. Continue to live in him. Verse 7, 
rooted, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thanksgiving. See to it, verse 8, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Jesus Christ. It's Jesus that we need to rely on. It's Jesus that we need to be rooted into. Not just saying, I believe in Jesus, Jesus is Lord of my life, because you can do that and you can wander off. It's to be rooted and established, fixed in the soil of Jesus. And then that Jesus plant, that Jesus tree can produce all that good fruit and do all that good works. Jesus says in John's Gospel, apart from me, you can do nothing. Remain in me and you will produce fruit that lasts. Good fruit. And that we are cleaned, if you like, or pruned by God's word. As we receive God's word into us, as we humbly accept the truth of it, it's like he prunes us and cuts things off in our lives so that we will be even more fruitful. So if your roots are good, you can be like, it looks like you've been hacked to the ground. You can feel like life, I'm in tatters, life, but if you've got roots in Jesus, new life grows, hope grows, the springs of newness. You can look like a right state to everybody else, but God sees the roots. God knows your roots. Your roots are important. It's your roots that you must ensure are strong. And it's in the secret place that we get our roots to grow strong. It's in relationship with him. So what are the basic things that, if you like, the getting into the soil of Jesus that we can practically do that puts us in the way of his transforming, healing power. So, fellowship. Be rooted in a local church. There are people here today that I know, they're rooted in this local church. There are people here today, I've never seen you before. If you are part of the Church of Jesus Christ, you are so welcome here and to visit and be, be part of this for today. But do you know what, my heart is... Every person who believes in Jesus is rooted and established in a local church. Submit under that leadership and do life well with others. Fellowship with other believers is so important. doesn't matter what church you're part of, but are you committed to it and rooted to it? Receiving from it, giving to it. Fellowship, that is like because Jesus... We are the church. The buildings, not the church. The people are the church. And so the, the church in this is a picture of the body of Jesus. So if you're rooted into Jesus, you've got to be rooted in church. Loads of people say, yeah, I like God, I like Jesus, but, oh, the church, all those people. But this is the way that God chooses. This is the way that God has ordained. Get part of... Like, and church could be, doesn't have to be big, it can be small. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am. Do life well with Jesus and other believers in fellowship 
That is part of being rooted. Get into the word of God. Get into the God's word. Get into, have a rhythm in your life of reading the word, of studying it, of memorising it, of meditating, getting into prayer, fasting, giving financially, giving to the needy, giving to the poor, yes, giving to the, the, the local church. Step out, faith in action, receive the revelation that God has got. He's saying, I want you to do this. I am calling you to do this. Now, it might not be you get everything paved out, but as you journey with him, as you remain in him, there will be things that you just go, do you know what? Holy Spirit saying, I've got to do this. I've got to ring that person up. I've got to go and whatever. You, in your relationship of rootedness, and part of the, the fruit that works out is the blessing to other people. So, just basic rhythm. So, it's not like rocket science, and you've probably heard it before. Fellowship with other Christians, the church. Get into God's word. Pray fast. That is deny yourself from this world, die to self and really put him first. Giving, receiving that revelation and then do the acts of faith. Faith in action. Live out the stuff he's asking you to do. If you are rooted in him, you will flourish. You will be fruitful. You will be uh, enjoying life because you will be blessing other people. The true joy of life is being used up for a purpose that you yourself believe is a good, true, right, noble thing to do. When we're caught up with ourselves, we get miserable. When we see people as God sees them and we get God's heart for them, wow, joy of the Lord. So, we need to ensure that our roots are strong. I, I can't do that for you. I can hopefully try and do it for me. I've got to work this thing out myself. Now, as um, I was, you know that, that, that time when you want to sleep and, um, and you're awake and you think, I want to be asleep, I felt God say, beware the little foxes. Beware the little foxes. In other words, wake up. Become awake. Become aware. Recognise what is going on around you. Now, there's a verse uh, in, 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 the, um, in, in a book of uh, the Bible called the Song of Songs. It's a love song. It's a relationship song. It's a relationship of intimacy between the beloved and the lover. It's a picture of God and his love for his people, Israel. A picture of Jesus loving the church. And in that, it says this, catch for us the little foxes. The little foxes that ruin the vineyard. Our vineyards that are in full bloom. So there, imagine that you've got these, these two lovers talking that and they're very aware of their flourishing, blooming, fruitful, planted vineyard. It's great, but they're little foxes. And little foxes are destructive little things. It's a picture of the enemy being at work, the one who wants to snatch away God's word. Foxes destroy, they kill, 
they ruin, they spoil things. And um, it's not good if you want your fruit to be well, to have little foxes biting at them and tearing them and attacking them. We are in a spiritual battle and we need to know what is coming against us. See, we want to live fruitful lives for God, glory to God, fruitfulness to God, but there is schemes of evil that come against us to kill, steal, destroy, ruin, and all of that bad stuff. To destroy a godly character and godly works. To destroy or come against God's purpose and will. So we need to catch the little foxes. We need to gather them up. We need to protect ourselves from them, if you like, that which is spoiling. So, I, you know, sometimes you think I'm in a spiritual battle and what, what's going on, and we forget to look down at our feet. What is happening at our feet in the bushes? Little foxes running around, just nibble here, nibble there. What's going on? What's, why is this happening? What's going on? And so we need to be alert and wake up that schemes of evil will want to stop you and me and us being the fruitful people of God. And so uh, we need to take captive the thoughts that come into our mind, the lies that we believe, the destructive patterns, the sin patterns that go on inside of us. We need to capture them. And so, um, thank you. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says this, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Jesus Christ. What am I thinking about? I'm not my thoughts. What's going on inside my head? Is this pleasing to God? Is this agreeing with Jesus? Or is it disagree? Is it wanting me to do something that he wouldn't be happy with? You know? And so we need to think and reflect. And, and if we're believing something about ourselves that isn't in agreement with God, the, the Bible says repent. In other words, change your mind. Turn from it. Disagree with it. Disagree with yourself. And agree with God. What is God saying? Because he speaks a better word for us. So beware the little foxes. Little foxes in our mind, in our thoughts. Little foxes in other people. Now, other people are not our enemy. The enemy is our enemy. But boy, can he use other people. Sneak. So, let, like, you are not my enemy, but there might be times when you've got a problem with me, I've got a problem with you. But we need to discern the little fox and not have a go at each other. Yeah? Be aware. Life circumstances, life situations will conspire against us to come against our fruitfulness in Jesus. He wants us to be fruitful, and yet... The fruitfulness is, is opposed. So we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against principalities and powers, darkness, these little foxes. But we need to recognise them, wake up to them, be aware of them, catch them, tie them up, get rid of them. So I come across this the other day as I was reading through the Psalms and um, I just want to share it with you. So Psalm 118, 5 to 17. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. 
The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Yes, the Lord is for me, he will help me. I will look in triumph at those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Though hostile nations surround me, I destroyed them with all the authority of the Lord. Yes, they surrounded and attacked me, but I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. They swarmed around me like bees. They blazed against me like a crackling fire, but I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. My enemies did their best to kill me, but the Lord rescued me. The Lord is my strength and my song. The Lord has given me victory. Songs of joy and victory are sung in the camp of the godly. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. The strong right hand of the Lord is raised in triumph. The strong right hand of the Lord has done glorious things. I will not die. Instead, I will live to tell what the Lord has done. So, with the Lord's authority, the psalmist destroys the enemy. I looked up that word destroy. It, it, it uses the word in, in the Hebrew to cut off. I cut off the enemy. I cut them off. It's a picture of pruning. So we are called to be fruitful. What comes against us has got life. But if we cut off that, destroy that with the authority of the Lord, then it can have no power over us. We live in God's victory. And so, it's when we get the revelation, the spiritual revelation, what is coming against me? What is this little fox? We can catch it, cut it, cut ourselves off from it, destroy it, so that we live in God's victory and we don't fall foul of the enemy again. So we've got to work at it and we've got to do it. But Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you want us to be fruitful. Thank you, Lord, that you want us to be aware of little foxes. And we pray now that you would come and convince us of those two truths. The word that has been spoken, may we uh, embrace it, agree with it. And now, Holy Spirit, we ask, Lord, that you would give us revelation, that you would let us see, know, recognise what little foxes may be coming or are coming against our fruitfulness. Come Holy Spirit, help us to see by faith, help us to recognise. We wait on you, Lord, we wait on you, Holy Spirit. And Lord, by your grace, would you reveal at least one thing to each one of us that we can recognise that is coming against our fruitfulness in you. God, you are our victory.